The Dow hit a record high. Moving steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. Oh, real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options to pick, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC. An exit strategy. We're back with another exciting episode of Our Three Cents. Our Three Cents is brought to you by Hensler Financial, and it's a, an offshoot of our radio show, Money Talks. We uh, use this forum to talk a lot about business strategy, including how you're going to make your next step, which might be your retirement. Um, Casey likes to say, uh, no matter what it is, we're, we're really just about business strategy which makes perfect sense right that's it always um one of the things that we've talked quite a bit about we kind of danced around in our previous podcasts and that is the buy sell agreement we've uh, made it clear that it's very important so we wanted to delve a little deeper into uh, some of the items that you want to make sure are in the uh, the buy sell agreement obviously this is an agreement um that you would make sure you put together um, assuming that the path might not be as smooth as as planned for whatever reason. I mean, we've talked about uh, business ownership being full of emotion. Um, you know, when it comes to value, the price is something that you can get uh, a lot of a lot of emotion out of. Um, but <clears throat> you know, there's uh, five D's, and I'll let KC go through those because um, they've got me so screwed up I can't remember what they are. But I'm going to try not to say dismemberment this time. But <laughs> well, too late. So I think hard. you did. Too, too, too late. Yeah. Right. So death, disability, divorce, distress, and disagreement. Disagreement. Yeah. All right. So uh, those five items actually uh, do come into play in, in some uh, capacity uh, where it comes to the ownership of the business. And, and a buy-sell agreement basically is just as it sounds. It's, it's an agreement in advance um that addresses some items that might come up on your uh in your your business ownership life yeah and, and all these you know uh, a buy sell agreement isn't going to prevent any of these but what no. it's going to do is make them a bit less stressful for you to work through because it's going to lay out you know defined ways that you would transition ownership should any of these situations arise it's kind of like a prenup it is. It's a business uh, prenup. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you'd, you'd better address them when everybody's on good terms. Going into the business, usually people are, are really hopeful. You know, the sun's shining and the skies are bright and nobody expects anything but grand profits to come. So why not when everyone's on that, that uh, high, if you will, go ahead and talk about, well, what if Clouds arise. Well, sure. Well, pr- approximately fifty percent of businesses transition by way of one of those five Ds that we talked about. So yeah, it's not always an expected exit. So you need to make sure that you're planning ahead. Absolutely, for, for and, and rainy days come. And just you know, a, f- a formal definition of what a buy sell agreement actually is: it's a legally binding agreement between a business and its owners that clearly stipulates how a significant event, which is what we've been talking about, the five Ds, um, affects the management and control of the business. So, a well drafted buy sell agreement should anticipate 
you know, the intents and needs of the owners as well as potential conflicts that might arise uh, among owners if one or more of them wishes to sell his or her interest in the business or is forced to do so. Yeah, uh, Nick, you started off a legal a legal document, right? So That's right. Got to go ahead and tell you all, none of us are attorneys. Um, by the way, I don't think we introduced, I failed to introduce you guys, and you didn't call me out on it. I am Troy Harmon. I'm here with Nick Antonucci and Casey Smith, and uh, none of the three of us are attorneys, but this is a, a definitely a legal matter. Um, you know, we don't, we don't write buy-sell agreements, but we can read through and tell you if yours is worth a flip um and yeah. more often than not uh the biggest problem we find is there's not one in existence right in many businesses and and you know beyond that there's there's several other issues that we see quite often that don't make sense so um one of the one of the items that a buy sell agreement should identify first of all since i'm a business valuation guy is how the business value will be uh, introduced right yeah. how how the the decision to buy and sell what price yeah. is going to be determined right and there's there's three common uh, you know, ways to do this. And, and I think we've come across just about sure. all of them, Troy. And there, there's pros and cons to each. Um, you know, we, we can step through through each one of them and, and kind of highlight high level the pros and cons of each. Um, but I, I think for me, there is one that I just can't really recommend using. So just real quick, what the three are is a fixed price agreement, which kind of self-explanatory. You, you come to an agreement on what the value is today at the time of writing it and that's what constitutes the value of the business going forward sure and that ignores things like inflation and growth and exactly uh, lots and lots of other things um makes very little sense if any yeah the the, the pro if there is one is i mean you it's clearly defined you there's, know what you're gonna yeah. get it's simple right. and there's no cost each year to update that because you've agreed on it day one which yeah. some of these others may have a cost associated with them then you have the formula agreement, which we see, I think, companies being yeah. more and more interested in. Um, you know, it might be a multiple of sales, probably the most common thing. That is very common. It's the most common question we get in a business valuation engagement is, how much uh, is this business worth? My buddy tells me it's five times EBITDA. Right. Nick, I'll leave you to tell them what EBITDA is. Yeah, that's earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. Um, so it's a common cash flow measure for companies. It is, yeah. Um, but again, a lot of times that's even some don't like it so complicated there. Um, whereas revenue, you're not, you can't manipulate revenue. That's true. You know, the revenue is what it is. Um, it's hard so, to so, manipulate revenue. I won't say you can't. Yeah, people that's are true. creative. That's true. <laughs> um, but that, you know, obviously you said it's a, it's a multiple of revenue at, at the time that the yeah. transaction needs to occur. And lastly, there's a business valuation agreement, which is going to provide you with the most accurate, you know, calculation of value at the time. The disadvantage to that is you have to complete that, you know, at, at every set period of time. Let's say maybe it's annually, semi-annually, uh, or maybe it's just each time a transaction is going to occur. Yeah, you, you, have you to have want to business. write that into the buy-sell agreement as to what are the periods absolutely how often you you have a valuation done or, or things like that absolutely yeah. casey and uh, you know it is the most costly because you do have to have the business valued 
at those set increments or at the time that you yeah. know, someone wants to sell their shares. Maybe maybe just, uh, you know, and, and let's face it, a buy-sell agreement, just like any other legal document, it, it can be crafted to fit the situation, can be crafted to fit the individual, can be crafted to fit the business. And and we do encourage you to be as, as creative as possible. Try not to get too specific on things. Um, you know, if it doesn't need to be done. Right. But uh, where you do need specifics, definitely talk about it. Business valuation, I think, is one. And uh, Nick, to your point, I think probably it would be best if you just hire a professional to give you an idea at the time of the transaction. That would be my preference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to make sure that in the agreement, I mean, while you, you don't want to make it so specific that it's hard to implement or follow, but you also, you don't want to be vague or, or use a lot of generalities that could be misinterpreted later, you know, maybe a, a different than you would have wished. And you should be something you revisit. You know, we advise our clients for estate planning to have their will looked at every couple of years, even if there's really been no material changes probably the same concept here i mean yeah, you make sure best you're, practice you're reviewing the document make sure that it meets what you the expectations of the owners are and and that nothing has changed that would you know go against those wishes yeah uh so you know we we've talked a little about valuation what about uh triggering events that's uh that's kind of back to your Five Ds, right, Casey? Yeah. Uh, what would happen that would trigger the the buy sell? So, you know, obviously the one that we see quite a bit is going to be disagreement. You mm-hmm. see ownership get in disagreement. Um, you get to the point where you just don't want to work the, with that person who probably started as your friend and may not ever be again. Um, <laughs> and that's that's probably one of the harder ones to solve for too. Is you know to going into writing the buy-sell agreement with the, you know, all intents and purposes are that there will be no disagreement, but inevitably things happen. So trying to lay out what that looks like, it's kind of difficult for people to, to even consider. Yeah. And, and you know, it's hard to call that a trigger unless you just have one partner who makes an offer to the other. Um, more often than not, we don't see anything that's a hard trigger if a, if a business partner goes out. And, I mean, we've seen some things that would... Uh, almost get to the point of fraud where you've got one business partner that's working against the business now that gets a little crazy and yeah uh, maybe that should be addressed um at some level maybe more so in the operating agreement um you know where you've got a partner but that's you know that's probably a little beyond the scope of a buy sell agreement right um but you know what i've seen casey is uh, i have seen uh documents that say if I offer, say, say me and you are business owners, uh, and we were partners. And if I offer you a specific price to buy out your share of the business, then I would have to honor that same price. If you if you <laughs> rejected it, the counter offer would be that I would have to be willing to sell huh. at that price. And I've seen those kind of backfire on people if yeah, you will I can uh, see that. but i've seen it i've seen it as a buy sell agreement before you know you make you make an offer to your partner thinking you're going to lowball them and the next thing you know you've sold your business for an offer <laughs> that you wouldn't have accepted i you know it's kind of the concept that i do with my kids um you know if there's a piece of cake and there's three of us and uh somebody wants to split the cake one cut the other one picks yeah 
And uh, I think that's probably about as fair as you can get, right? If yeah. you're going to offer your partner something that you wouldn't take, you, wouldn't then you take. better be careful. Yeah, for sure. That well, can go against you. You know, yeah. beyond the disagreements, I think one that seems to pop up pretty often and it's out of the owner's control is when, when a divorce comes into play. Right, right. And then you've opened, if you don't have a good buy-sell agreement, you've opened yourself up to a potential new owner of the company who that's true. is not involved in the business, maybe doesn't have knowledge of the business yeah um and you know because you haven't protected yourself you've now welcomed in and well that seems like a it's kind of a personal matter you know definitely something that should be considered in a buy-sell agreement because those things do happen and you know a lot of business owners the majority of their worth is tied up in the business a lot of times and so it's true that may be the only asset that a court has to divide up at the end of the day when they're going through a divorce situation so uh, definitely a, a big consideration for for divorce. Right. Um, and think of this. If you're dealing with a partner that's a minority partner, if you will, a non-controlling partner, they really don't have the legal power to change their cash flows at all. And if right. they need to buy out uh, a spouse who's about to be an ex-spouse, um, you know, how in the world does this work? Yeah. I think that, again, might be one of those items that you, you deal with uh, through the operational agreement. Who can buy stock in your company or who right. can be uh, be given stock in your company? Uh, quite often, you'll see that, um, that it has to go before a vote, before uh, a person who might be, uh, I, I wouldn't, I guess, less than interested right uh becomes an owner of the company itself especially in small closely held businesses so yeah. definitely something to uh, to uh, address no question the, no question uh, some of your legal documents and then obviously the you know the easy one is death um <laughs> that's easy that's the easy all one. all right well, uh, well <laughs> it's it's pretty cut and dry it's there's a trigger dry. there right yeah, there's a definite trigger and it's also something that can be you know solved with insurance you know you can kind of have an insurance policy on the the owners of the of the business. So if anyone dies, then the company can use the proceeds from the insurance to buy policy out, to buy out the, the survivor, surviving the next year. And yeah. and that's pretty common too. Yeah. So yeah. well, insurance comes into play a lot uh, in these buy sell agreements and. So working with the team. Um, yeah, I think that's something we, we've touched on in earlier shows, but I can't stress enough is no one person is is so versed in all the, the various uh, complexities that are involved right. in, in uh, exit planning, not just this particular instance of buy-sell agreements. And you need to have you know a team around. You need to have someone who's going to consider the, the tax implications of these yep. things, um, a lawyer to write up the documents. Um, Perhaps, you know, a financial advisor. Yeah. Insurance. Um, insurance person. Yeah. There, there's a, a t- the team is an important aspect. Like you said, Nick, I mean, no, no one can do all of these components, at least not well. Um, you know, we can help you with a lot of them here at Hensler, but, um, you know, part of what we do is put together that strong team. Oh, yeah, we exactly. It's not one person that. that works on these sorts of things at our office that that does them all you know it takes even within our company it takes a team yeah because we have various strengths well while we're on it let's go ahead and throw the number out if you wanted to get in touch with us and uh, get get our advice or some help um, with your business strategy exit planning uh, even purchase planning uh, you can give us a call at 770-429-9166 ask for any of us troy casey nick uh, or business valuation or 
exit planning. Uh, if you say any of those words, you'll get uh, in touch with one of the three of us at some point. Um, what about uh, what about if your partner, whether they be a minority or a, a controlling partner, what if there's a bankruptcy involved? Uh, should the documentation talk about that at all? It's, it's almost like a yeah. divorce, right? Yeah. It, it should be the, the restrictions on ownership or purchase within the company. Yeah. I mean, you could have a bank be your new partner. Right. Struggle. <laughs> yeah, that is not a, uh, a situation that m- many owners want to find themselves in. Right. Well, what if one partner wants to sell the business and the rest of them aren't in agreement? I mean, uh, quite often the all partners are a, a agent of the company I, mm-hmm. I would think you'd want to address that as well yeah no question i mean and, that's and the disagreement that we talked about most yeah. i feel like in that case troy most uh buy sell agreements that we see have the right of first refusal to the existing owners right in that you have to f- first offer for them to buy you out right before you can seek sale a uh, sale to a third party very, if you can very even do so yeah and you know even even the process of the purchase uh, should be addressed. Uh, how would the business go about buying out the shares of right. one of the partners? I mean, there, there's a lot of details to, to discuss, and it's very important to have these conversations. Like I said, while the skies are fair and uh, the sun's shining and everybody's happy and uh, getting along. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do it then when uh, before the trouble strikes. So Yeah, no doubt. Definitely part of your planning. All be. right. Well, uh, guys, is there anything else that we need to cover in this? Uh, you know, we've got mechanisms to fund the buyout. We've got triggering events. We've got uh, valuation, uh, some of the some of the issues that would also be involved. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing is uh, you don't want to be bouncing along happily. Something go wrong, whether it be the death of a partner, uh, the divorce of a partner, and, and you be in a spot where, number one, you haven't planned. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, you don't have the cash flow. Or number three, that your partner decides he's going to sell his ownership or her ownership to your mother-in-law or father-in-law that's right not, i'm sure you love anybody dearly. has oh yeah that you and want dearly. to work with right or or a competitor i mean there the sky's the limit on that there's probably quite a few people you could think of that uh you wouldn't really want to be partners with anymore right yeah i mean these things are very specific to each business they're all going to be a little bit different um they'll have some of the same components and characteristics but you really need to have a an attorney and a, a exit planning team you know and we're talking about exit planning but this again it's just good business strategy to have a, an agreement Absolutely. like this in place yeah and have an agreement i don't care yeah. if it's a bad one a yeah, bad a, agreement, a bad agreement, agreement is better, better than, than none none for sure <laughs> yeah. yeah all right guys well i think that uh, pretty much wraps the topic thanks for listening to our three cents and uh we look forward to talking to you again soon you just need to come in chance Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy and Troy. Our three cents for free. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice 
of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.